Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners. How can six of you miss a play like that, huh? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Niners Talk. I'm John. Join my brother. My, 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 my brother, Tim. There's so much news and today, you can't even formulate a sentence. Yes, except that I have my brother from another mother, Brian. What's up, people? As well. Yeah. All right, well, coming live on the day that Trey Lance was named QB3. So, we'll just start with how we feeling, Brian. Uh, how we feeling about Trey Lance, or just dealing in general? I am, I am bummed. I actually really wanted him to prove to be the number two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I wanted, I wanted him to be the backup, you know. Um, so, I'm, I'm bummed for that. Because he's a really good guy, and, and I think he was making a lot of strides this offseason, but, you know, that's, I guess that's what it is. It is what it is. Tim, how are you feeling? I really was looking forward to asking you about the San Francisco Giants-Phillies game you attended last night at Citizens Bank Park, because after the Giants blew the game, I thought you'd be in a bad mood. But you seem to be on the mend. But since uh, we had more more interesting news, take take the dirty. Yeah, let's talk about Trey Lance. Um I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, like Brian, I was a fan of Trey Lance. I really wanted to see what he could do. However, the last two weeks, I think, have shown that Darnold is just simply performing better in games. And after three years, as uh, Trey Lance's third year, I think they wanted him to make some progress. And that's not to say that that's all on Trey Lance. Uh, unfortunately, he has had injuries. Uh, he had the broken pinky um, in his rookie year. We know about the ankle break last year, but the key difference between the two quarterbacks is that Darnold has been, he's had the reps. He's had the reps in college and he's had the reps in the NFL. And that's something that Trey Lance has not had. And I think we saw that in the comfort level that uh, Trey Lance did not have against the Raiders and Darnold did. And I think what was really telling is going back and watching the Broncos game this past week. When Sam Darnold took the field in the third quarter, all of us were expecting Trey Lance, and Darnold stays out there. I want to say two, perhaps three. I can't remember for certain, uh, but he took those first couple of series in the second half, and that was eye-opening for me. Uh, So Kyle Shanahan has clearly made a choice that he believes that Darnold, as the number two, gives the 49ers the best chance of success. Um, and it's going to be, uh, you know, the Niners are going to, we're going to have to see what the Niners are going to do with, with Trey Lance. But uh, obviously, John, we want to get your thoughts there as well. Yeah, I, I was really, I was very, when they first drafted him, was very interested in seeing what he could possibly do. Uh, he was very much an unknown. You know, we all knew he was an, he's an amazing athlete, a big arm, lots of legs, you know, could be like, cap 2.0 after Alex Smith, but he just never really seemed to be the guy. And what I would say though, is that being QB three on the Niners is not exactly a bad deal. Last year, Brock Purdy was QB three at the beginning of the season. And now he's the guy. It's true. It could very easily be that Trey Lance finds himself in a game situation come December. And so, I, you're absolutely right. I think, yeah. I, I think yeah. the 49ers, given their quarterback history last year, will take they'd take six quarterbacks if you could give them to yeah. them. But yeah. So my advice to Trey Lance is stay hungry, stay ready. You never know when your opportunity is going to hit and see what, what happens. I don't, really think the Niners have much of an uh, of a uh, they don't have much that they can move him uh they're not going to cut him uh that would be that would be silly but they I don't know if they'll get another trade offer uh for him uh given his contract and lack of experience so for the Niners it's like we'll just ride out this investment as long as possible 
Um, but I do, I do feel sorry for him. You know, as a former athlete, I know what it's like to be drawn in the office and say, hey, it's not your time. But I do also know that, you know, he may get another opportunity. Yeah. So that's what he's got to hope for. Hope for. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I, I mean, like you, John, I I think we, all, we were all rooting for Trey Lance. And there was, you know, I, th- I think the plan the 49ers went to, and I think they followed it very well, was, okay, rookie year, you're not going to play that much. You might get some situational reps. And we saw that a couple of times. Uh, and then year two, it was Lance's team. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, that was derailed in week two. Um, and here we are with Brock Purdy uh, as the number one who, you know, came out of nowhere. But you know what? This is hindsight is always twenty twenty on why did you draft him? And if you hadn't run this play or that play. But you know what? This is sports. And we have seen high draft picks come out and not work out either through just they weren't a great fit. Coaching staff wasn't right. Or in this case, in Trey Lance, it was injuries. Let me throw this to both of you guys. What are the 49ers going to do here? I, I figure, you know, given the what came out of the 49ers camp today in Santa Clara was they're exploring all their options. Their options, as I see them, is, well, one, they release them outright uh, and take a cap hit. The second is they field a trade offer. Uh, the third is they keep them on the roster. So what, what do you guys think? What's, what's going to happen here? I'm kind of leaning, Tim, that they'll probably do two and three. So they're obviously going to listen to other trade offers. So if somebody needs a quarterback, of course, they're going to listen to that trade offer. But you're not going to get a first rounder for him. No, I, no. I'm guessing, what, a second and a third, a second or a third. I, I don't know um, in terms of what his value is. But I, I think that um, that would be not, that would be option one. And then option two of that were, would be just to keep him on the roster because, as we said, the Niners go through quarterbacks like it's nobody's business. So then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you could need him in December. So just like what happened last year. Yeah, I don't see them cutting him. There's just no reason to. Right. The second would be trading him. But the only way I see them trading Trey Lance would be for another player. And it would be something where the Niners do not have the depth or they want to add or replace a position. So, you know, for example, maybe the Colts say, hey, we need a quarterback. Here's Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> not likely. No, um, no. <laughs> but that's the only thing. I don't see them doing it for draft capital because mm-hmm. uh, they won't get it. And drafts are so hit and miss anyway. It's, you're just going to end up yeah. swinging for a fence. So, and because they've already spent so much money on him and there's not that much left to go, mm-hmm. it's like, just keep him on the roster because at the end of the day, Brock Purdy gets hurt. If Sam Darnold gets hurt, both have a history of injury. You have another guy who's already in the system that you can throw out there yeah. and hopefully he does well. Yep. And, you know, Trey did win a game in the NFL against the Cardinals. Uh, that was the um, Texans. Oh, the Texans, sorry. You know, so he's got game experience. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, you know, to me, it's just like, why not keep him and see what happens? Yeah. I mean, and there's not to say that uh, this number three is, is absolutely set in stone. Obviously, we don't want Purdy to get hurt, but things do happen in the NFL. And it's not to say that Sam Darnold is going to come in and be lights out. Um, so there could be a situation, not one that I'm advocating for, that you know, Darnold comes in, he does perform, he, he performs poorly, um, and Lance is given an opportunity. Uh, all of that, of course, is a hypothetical, and again, not a situation that I think any 49ers fan uh, is rooting for. Um, but I think, you know, like you, John, um, I see them keeping him on the roster unless a trade offer is made that the 49ers is to their liking and. You know, we, we have seen some, in the history of the NFL, we've seen some really strange trades. Not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, I think back to someone like Mike Ditka trading pretty much every draft pick for Ricky Williams. So, yeah. strange, stranger things have happened. Uh, and, and there is always a GM out there who, you know, does something something unique. I'll put it that way. Uh, don't forget that. Maybe Trent Balky will save our, maybe save us again. <laughs> who will? Trent. Trent oh, Balky's like, no. you know, this Trevor Lawrence guy isn't that good. I'm going to trade 
all my first round picks for no the problem there john is that lance broke his ankle he didn't tear his acl so bulky's not interested <laughs> don't forget don't forget the herschel walker trade from dallas absolutely yeah, yeah. that was yeah so beyond that, uh, I am actually not in a bad mood. I'm actually in a <laughs> good mood. Uh, I did go to see the Phillies play the Giants last night at Citizens Bank Park. Took uh, my wife and two little girls. I got uh, some great tickets from a friend of mine. And the Giants looked great until, until. the night when Camilla Duvall <laughs> gave up. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, the most annoying part of that game was walking out and hearing all of the Philly fans go, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Now, why are they doing that during a baseball game? Because they're from Philly. (laughs) I guess that's what they do. Okay, It makes no no sense. I'm pretty sure they did it at the Taylor Swift concert in Philly. I have no doubt as well. It's just, you know. (laughs) I like Taylor Swift. She's an Eagles fan, but if if she was there... The NFC Championship, like, Taylor, it's on. Niners going to win, baby. So, beyond that, okay, we did have a football game. We did. That the Niners won. Yes. 21-20. Now, Tim. Yes. And Brian. John. How glorious was it to see Levi's again? It was great. It was wonderful. I I always look forward to the first preseason game where, you know, somebody on social media will post a picture of the field and you'll see the logos. You'll see the logo of the 50 and the, the, the wonderful saloon font in, the, uh, in each of the end zones there. So it, it's always like you kind of come home a little bit. I think that's way, that's the way I put it. So the nice thing was they didn't go back to that stupid helmet. <laughs> uh, they got the SF in the middle. But Tim, as you point out, they don't have, was it the, instead of the helmet logo in the end zone, they went with a, uh, the NFC logo and the NFL logo. So uh, if you don't have enough to do in life and you keep track of these things, um, this, these are the things I compare, uh, fields, um, field logos, uh, every year, uh, how Levi's is, going oh, so you- but you don't like Go the ahead. helmet? You don't like the helmet? Or you, you want No, the no. What John is referring to was, uh, it wasn't last year. It was 2021. They put the Niners helmet at the 50, but it was sort of at this very odd angle. Um, it was like so, cockeyed. Yeah. So it just, it, it looked kind of strange, but now they just got the big SF logo there. I think it's, I think we're good. So. Um, I'm glad our listeners can listen to um, <laughs> these kinds of analysis of, yeah. well, the field last year looked, you know, it, it was this shade of green, but now they've gone to more of a kind of a classic forest green or, or something to that effect. So anyway, like we probably should move. But yeah, it was, it was great seeing the field again. It was great just to, to see, not a lot of people were there, uh, but it was just great to see, see Levi's in terms of the home stadium. So the other big question that that seems to be on we know that nick bosa is in new york city now i don't think nick bosa is in new york city to see hamilton or the statue of liberty or something like that you know obviously everybody's jumped to conclusions me included that his agent is in new york city and they're doing the final negotiations with the niners but how are we feeling about nick and his negotiations is, and he's going to be signed by week one, Brian. I do think he'll be signed by week one. I guess it's surprising that it's not done by now. Now I'm feeling positive uh, that it will get done in the next two weeks. So crossing fingers, Tim. There has not been panic on either side, and we're not seeing anything like his Instagram being scrubbed or anything like that. And, you know, Shanahan did come out and say he expected that it was going to be a long process, although he did say that he didn't expect it to be this long. And, and he's hopeful that he'll get him in camp sooner rather than later. But uh, another thing I read, I think it was either David Lombardi uh, who might have posted this on uh, Twitter or, or Matt Barrows. But they said, you know, with all the Trey Lance talk today, now would be the perfect time to sign Bosa, and that story just goes away because it's now yeah. like Bosa's in camp. So, um, you know, like all of us, we have our iPhones. And depending on the network, you're 
thing makes a sound. Mm-hmm. And anytime ESPN's do 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 I look down, I'm like, buzz the side! Top 10 offensive linemen in the NFL. Media wins, lost, you know, Little League World Series. Our predictions for next year's draft. I'm like, God. You know, you. Can I just see. Bosa entering final stages of negotiation Schefter. That's all I want to see. The great thing about iPhones is you can turn the notifications off and you don't have to go through that drama and stress. Yeah, but then I'll go through the drama and stress of you texting me. (laughs) And it'll be a Twitter feed. The only time you text me with a Twitter post is something really good or really bad. This is very true. You you are breaking news. You are the one who breaks our news to us, so... I, I, or, light, or at least I try to get there at least seven seconds ahead of you guys. So um, <laughs> I, I, I will say that when Brian texted me today about the Trey Lance news, I immediately thought injury. So, you know, I, I think it does come a little. Yeah, closer. Brian beat us to the punch. He did. He did. Yes. Well, I, you know, I have a job. <laughs> I didn't have a job at, at that exact moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had stuff I needed to do. So I also think Nick Bosa will be signed. Hopefully this week and we can get that drama behind us because both sides want it. It's just a question of just getting it done. And Prague, we like you now. Don't make us dislike you like we did in the past. Just get your Excel spreadsheet right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so we did have a football game. Let's talk yeah. actually talk about that game. Sure. Um, so, Tim, first impressions against the, the Broncos? Brock came out. Brock Purdy was out there for the first series, had a really nice drive. I think, you know, the first couple of plays, we saw quintessential Kyle Shanahan play calling. Uh, a fake Brock rolls out to his left, hits Debo. Debo rumbles down to about midfield uh, with a couple of tackles. You know, Ayuk had a nice uh, nice slant. The only thing that didn't happen was a touchdown, uh, but Jake Moody did come in. But just good to see the starter in, and then I think we all breathed a collective sigh of relief when they started pulling the starter. So that's my first impression, but uh, let's go to you guys. Yeah, I thought it was great too, Tim. I know that when Brock was in, I think he was going to get the majority of the play. So they were all throws mostly during that first series. So he looked pretty good. He looked pretty sharp. I think some players who I'd wanted to see look pretty good. I know Sam Womack looked pretty good on defense and Ambry Thomas had mostly a good game. Oh, and then I think I was also a little shocked to see uh, Davis Price um, kind of start. I didn't know if it was going to be him or Jordan Mason starting, but I don't know we didn't really see much of uh, Ty Davis Price, but um, Jordan Mason had some good runs too. So just encouraging overall. I think they, um, you know, everyone kind of played a lot better than they did, you know, against the Raiders the week before. John, yeah, in a word, in a word for me, it was crisp. They just looked crisp. Yeah. Like they came out, boom to Debo, boom to Ayuk, boom to Debo. You know, it was it was three, really not three yards in a cloud of dust, but they just looked really crisp, getting the ball downfield. It would have been nice to put a touchdown in there, but. They looked really, I thought they looked great. He yep. was looked a little bit off. Um, there's a few things that I saw where, you know, with Russell Wilson, they literally gave Russell Wilson the entire middle of the field at one point. But honestly, yeah, they were missing a, a decent amount of, of guys on the D for for the Denver game. And they looked okay on the, on the D. But um, that doesn't prevent one of our favorite reporters and his dad from tweeting stuff out. <laughs> so we got some more crazy tweets from the cones who are, are good. A chuckle <laughs> or a head shake. Mm-hmm. More so the t- latter. What did, what did, yeah. What did Tim and Lowell have to say? Well, I, I think the first thing before I, I get to the tweet is that uh, I'll go back to the other tweet. Are we allowed to say tweet? What are they doing on X now? I, I don't know what that's called. Is it a tweet X? or am I an X? Am I Xing? I have no idea. Well, it, it, okay. It, anyway, I just... Worst rebrand uh, ever. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll have another show all about Elon Musk. I, I'm sure at some point we'll figure it in how, how, how he aligns to the Niners. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, Grant Cohn in the Raiders game had tweeted that, you know, the reason Trey Lance performed well, performed poorly rather, was that Shanahan had called a whole bunch of pass plays and, you know, that was designed to throw Lance off. Um, I just happened to notice in the first series with Purdy, they happened to call a bunch of pass plays and, and things kind of worked out. 
So I'm just saying, if you call pass plays, I think just, you know, the player you have in there versus the other kind of defense and what formation they're in and what formation you're in, motions and things like that, that tends to be more of how well you do. Anyway, so apparently Grant and his dad, Lil Cone, got into a, a bit of a tiff. And uh, Grant Cone said that he apologized to Trey Lance and to Grant Cone. I said, this is Lil Cone, said that Lance doesn't belong in the 49ers. Grant disagreed. Lance proved me wrong last night against the Broncos. I may discuss this further, but I'm getting cataract surgery. So um, <laughs> I know, thought- maybe he won't be able to watch the Chargers game. Not not quite sure how he saw. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought but, that was uh, a joke. You know, I, 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 no. <laughs> I it mean, wasn't. That's what makes it so funny. I, I'm just sort of like, huh? Like, I mean, I understand, like, you can disagree, but then I have cataract surgery. How much what of the game you did you thanks- see? You know, who, you know, Tim, I've had Thanksgiving dinner with you for a long time. Yes, we have. <laughs> I would trade Thanksgiving dinner to have Thanksgiving at the Cones just for once during the Seahawks game. <laughs> what a shit show that am, must be. Am I going to be there? <laughs> sure. Because, I mean, why not? Brian, I want you there, too. Thanks. But, I mean, <laughs> I got what What a bite. shit. That must just be, that just must be crazy land. Like, well... <laughs> we got to get, let's get back to the game. Let's stop talking about these guys. <laughs> anyway... So I'm going to start with the people who stood out for me, yeah. and I'm going to go with the, the guy who jumped out on film, which was Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Bell. I saw this great Instagram where it had this big boxer or Rottweiler, and it just said Debo. And they had this, this puppy Rottweiler boxer, it said Ronnie Bell. I'm like, that's perfect. Ronnie Bell's like mini Debo, got out there, rookie, raw, still has some issues with catching the ball, you know, but when that guy gets the ball and rumbles, oh, he is a monster. He's got some fight. Oh, yeah, he looks good. He is, he is going to be a real nice fit into this team, and he has been the on the offense, has been the guy that has jumped out on tape, and he's just like, that guy's making the team. Yeah. You know, he's just all dog, and it's exactly how the 49ers should be playing football. And he's, he was a great so, late-round pick. I know they got him, like, what is it, sixth or seventh round? Like, super late, but, like, yeah, he's he's really been impressive seeing him come out. I th- And I think Ronnie Bell really fits into just the Kyle Shanahan wide receiver profile. Mm-hmm. A guy that's going to, you know, uh, catch a ball, and he's going to break tackles, uh, and he's going to punish the DBs while he's doing it. And we see that particularly with Debo, uh, you know, Ayuk to an extent. But that I, that's what Shanahan was looking for from guys like a Dante Pettis and like a Jalen Hurd, both of whom are no longer with the team. Yeah. But I think what's striking to me about Bell is that, you know, he has that fight in him. He has that ability to break tackles. But you look at the guy and you think he's not – he doesn't look that big. He doesn't look that, you know, that physically imposing – I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. You know, it, it, if I stood next to him, he'd be very physically imposing. I wouldn't be talking like this. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't strike me that as I watching the game. But you know, he's just got some in him that he's he's definitely going to he's going to take it to those DBs, and he wants you to know if he's catching a ball and he's got five yards, he's going to try to get eight, and he's going to yep. do it by trying to lay out. And that's exactly the kind of player Shanahan wants out there. And with the injuries, I mean, Danny Gray, you know, we've got a, a shoulder uh, injury there. We've also got uh, Ray Ray's out for the first few weeks. So he's definitely going to get some opportunities uh, to Absolutely. play in the yeah, season. Yeah, so to me, Ronnie Bell was the big standout. Tim, what about you? Who stood out for you? Well, you already took uh, Ronnie Bell. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go back to D Winners. I just like the, this kid's speed. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the fourth quarter. Uh, the Broncos are going for it on fourth down, and mm-hmm. he forces a fumble. Uh, Niners are able to take over, and that put him in position uh, to, um, I don't know if that was uh, the game uh, drive that Lance put together or at least uh, get back into the game. Uh, so I like winners. I don't, I don't know with the, with the 49ers linebackers um, how much of an opportunity he's gonna, we're going to get to see him, uh, given uh, who or who's in front of him, like Fred, like Dre. 
but maybe as a backup role or, you know, potentially maybe first, maybe on a practice squad, but I, this guy's got some speed and he's certainly got some great uh, football awareness. That's kind of like, you know, what we saw from Hufanga a couple of years ago. He has, just has a nose for where the ball's going to go and he takes great angles. So do you know who D winners reminds me of? Who? I give Aziz up. Aziz Alshire. Mm. You know, just kind of an unknown guy, and just Aziz was always really good at getting sideline to sideline, situational, um, would make plays. So I would not be surprised to see D winners kind of start to get into that role. I know that you know Demetrius is is in there, or Burks, etc. I mean they have a lot of good linebackers, but I could see D winners being under that you know under Fred and under Dre learning how to be the, the linebacker position and, and, and being the new Aziz. Talk about some guys to learn from. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Anyone else that stood out for you? Uh, defensive wise, I, I did like the way generally um, the, the backs and the corners kind of played. I was really impressed by Sam Lomack and, and the bits that I watched him in the mm-hmm. game. He, he really had some really good uh, cuts to like defend the ball. So I really liked him. Ambry Thomas, I know he started the game. So, you know, he's one I'm, I, I would love to see kind of, you know, take a step back up after um, kind of the down year he had last year. And he started the game and he did pretty well. I think there was just one play he let go. Yeah. Where, you know, that was almost a touchdown that um, yeah. I can't remember the guy who saved it. He's one of the rookies, but Jay or Brown. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think the corners, like I, I just, you know, just everything about them. You know, they they kind of just played really well, and just Sam Womack is the guy who stands out to me because maybe I just was just drawn to the way that he was just covering the guys, especially like I think was he covering like I don't remember like Judy or something. No, that's what stood out to me. There, actually, I, I forget, John. There was um, there was one more standout that, that I forgot to mention, and, and that is your. That is your feelings toward Sean Payton, the head coach of the Broncos. I was watching the game with John and his his love for Sean Payton knows no bounds. And yes, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, so um, there's two things about Sean Payton. Well, one is I, you know, maybe our listeners don't know, obviously Tim and Brian know that I ref both basketball and, and baseball. So I've heard it all, like, you know, some coaches are good. Some coaches are bad. Some coaches are on you. Some coaches just leave you alone, etc. Sean Payton's an asshole. Like <laughs> he treats officials like dirt. You know, he thinks he knows better, etc. Um, that whole pass interference, no call thing was a disaster. That was Sean's idea. Oh, that was you're referring he, to the. If I just say you're referring to the Saints game in 2019, uh, where there was that no call pi because it was a fake punt. Right, oh, and yeah, then the yeah, next yeah. year they put in the rule where they could review no calls, and it ended up being a disaster, and they removed it the next year. Well, that's how bad it was. And he has man boobs. That's the other thing. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we all gain a little bit of weight in life. I get it. But, I mean, <laughs> dude, wear, wear a different shirt or vest or something. Like, I don't want to see your nipples. Like, yeah, it was just, like, hanging down. Like, it wasn't that cold, dude. Like, just, like, you're, like, 60-something, like, dressed like it. He just, like, he just annoys me. And I can tell you right now, he's going to mess that job up. And he's going to he's gonna make Russell, try to make Russell like Drew Brees when it's not Drew Brees. And the Walmarts are going to be like, well, shit, now we got to raise – price on cat food by a nickel because we can't afford Sean Payton anymore. So hey, luckily we'll go through things we bought at Amazon at the end of this, not Walmart. So we've got, yeah, that. nobody goes to Walmart. I don't yeah. go to Walmart. Well, I, yeah. But beyond that, anyway, so anybody else stand out or we'll move on to those. Who I'll, I'll just say one thing out. that did stand out. It was nice to see a 49er win. Yeah. I know it's preseason, yep. But this is the first victory I kind of just smiled about since the Dallas game. So 21-20, it was just good to get a W, even though it's the preseason. So uh, before we go on to those who didn't look so good, this is an interesting question. Is Jake Moody one that looked good or did not look good? Uh, go first, Brian. You know, I just think he needs to – I mean, from what I've heard, from what I've heard – 
kicking at Levi's. It's super windy. It's really windy and just kind of the way that things go. He just has to kind of learn just the way that it works over there. And, and listening to the game with like Greg Papa, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're just kind of talking about how if you're if it's super windy to the left, you got to kick to the right a little bit, you know, to compensate. I'm, I'm not super worried. I, I think he'll kind of figure it out. But, you know, he is a rookie. And I think it'll just take time. So I'm feeling positive about him right now. Tim? Well. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, if you ask me that. Okay. Be, no, I, I know. I, yeah. That was a great, great finish, Brian. Absolutely great finish on, <laughs> on that on that contract. How am I feeling about Jake Moody? Well, it's, uh, as one columnist put, it's, it's a bit of a roller coaster. And, uh, you know, the analogy is that Great America theme park is right next door to Levi's. So, you know, why wouldn't that be a great analogy? So Moody, he, he hit a couple field goals. He hit the game winner, you know, neither of whom, which gave, gave me a lot of confidence, particularly the kick at the end. I, I really was hoping it would just go straight in the middle. It, it did get in there. Barely. but John and I are kind of like, John and I are kind of like, go to the right, keep, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> okay. Okay. It made it. But we didn't come away after the game-winning kick like, whew, like this guy's legit. I will say, actually, John, you made this comment was it was brilliant of Shanahan to give him that game situation, you know. And then I was going to gone for the touchdown uh, at the time. I was surprised that he didn't. But uh, John, as he said, you made the comment, "Hey, whenever you're going to, when you get another chance to test this guy um, in a situation like this." As to the wind. I love Greg Papa, <laughs> but I just didn't see the wind. I mean, we went on, we asked Alexa, we went on weather.com. They said it was like four miles an hour. I don't know how accurate that was, but I just, I just saw the guy miss. So John, you, you, you take the floor. So, so I was watching the game with my brother and, you know, Greg Papa and the other guy. And they're great guys. Name. Yeah. Tim Ryan. Yeah. And they're great guys, but <laughs> They obviously know who's writing the checks. And <laughs> they're like, oh, it's so windy here at, at Levi's. And we're looking at the flag. It's like. It's kind of fluttering. Yeah, it's kind of fluttering. It's not like. like it's just kind of fluttering. Yeah. And so we ask, like, so it's like two, three miles. I'm like, I don't think that's the wind. But what I will say is. When they brought him out, and we could see that Shanahan was getting to the point where they're going to like, okay, he's got to try and kick the game winner. This was a really good chance to really see, like, is the kid have his stuff, or do we have to go and talk to Robbie Gould? And Jake Moody, to his credit, came in and kicked the field goal through the uprights and did it. Hopefully for Jake Moody, that means he gets the idea of like, yeah, I can, I can do it in this league, and he gets more more confidence, and and proves us that it's just learned growing pains in a new league. But yeah, that was that was a little bit of a hold your breath moment <laughs> because if if he had missed, it would have been yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, the Niners have they Waste another draft pick on this. We got to bring Robbie Gould back in right now. And, I think I think Niners you know. Nation put it best. They said, "All right, Super Bowl parade is back on." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never in doubt. Yeah. So well. So anyway, speaking of the kicking game, though, like Mitch Wichnowski, he had, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know what you got. It, We're gonna get to some bad stuff now. Yeah. And I think Mitch Wichnowski was kind of the top of the list. So Brian, mm-hmm. it, it, why don't you be our buzzkill? It just. <laughs> Well, we were talking about kicking. It just didn't seem to have the leg or the distance like we're normally used to seeing. He, I think you're trying to get in the 10. He was getting around the 20s. I think his first punt, he shanked it, right? Out of bounds to the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't he get injured or something recently? So, you know, maybe that's just something, you know, we just need to keep an eye out on. Yeah, he also could have just had a bad game. I, I don't know if he got injured or not, but yeah, he shanked the first one. The other punts just weren't doing a great job either. He, he just kind of botched it, and the, and the Broncos ended up getting some decent field position. But the special teams overall, uh, you know, we talk about Jake Moody. Yeah, he hit the game winner, but he also missed an extra point. Hmm. And, you know, the special teams also, I mean, um, 
when, if we go back to, to Danny Gray, he gets the kickoff and he gets injured on it. Uh, and then the Sean Jamison, who I really liked from the Raiders game, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, didn't have a great uh, time on special teams either. So uh-huh. I would just say it was just sort of a bad night overall for special teams. But so there is there is time to fix that. And we'll see if they get it done. But, yeah, I think we'll be watching that closely with the Chargers game uh, coming up on Friday. Yeah, I have to say, I think really the big standout was the special teams just did not look good. Um, the Broncos got a decent amount in terms of punt and kick returns. Uh, Wisnowski did not have a good game. Jake Moody missed a, you know, PAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Jameson fumbled the ball. Danny Gray got injured on a kickoff return. It was just like kind of a, a litany of yeah. bad things. Kind, of a, kind of a little bit of a shit show on special. Yeah, teams. exactly. So that one's the one that I'm like, okay, that's the definite downer uh, from that game. That they the, the takeaway. While the Niners played better, crisp offense, defense looked pretty decent. Uh, we saw Jake Moody kick a good uh, game winner. But the special teams really need some help. Uh, just getting it a little bit crisper because that depends on field position and yeah, yep. all that kind of stuff. So so anyway, yeah, so it was good to see a dub. Uh, but let's get to some Niners trivia from Brian. Let's do this. Uh, and... As always, we will answer. And, and just let me know the rules ahead of time because I get so anxious, I kind of jump the gun a little bit. And I and I've been I've been receiving a lot of complaints from our listeners, actually just the two of you guys, um, about how um, how I've been conducting myself. So I want to make sure I follow the rules this time. So as I just said, Tim, yes, we will answer after Brian, <laughs> <laughs> and then we will go through our Chargers preview. All right. And then Brian will tell us the answer. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Number one, which high school and college did San Diego Chargers great Dan Fouts go to? And I'm only asking because, yes, we are going to be playing the Chargers on Friday, the L.A. Chargers. So uh, just to mm-hmm. get us prim- primed up, like let's talk about some Chargers. So which high school and college did Dan Fouts go to? He went to St. Ignatius in San Francisco. And he went to Oregon. Tim? I agree with John, except he started at Marine Catholic, then went to St. Ignatius. Really? Wow. Hmm. What did Larry Gondola do? I think this was a little, maybe two decades <laughs> before that. So, All right. Uh, final answer. All right. Let's move on. Number two. While at Oregon, because you guys got that right, which running back athlete turned broadcaster was also on his team? Was a teammate of his? Which broadcaster teammate from Oregon? Yep. And is currently a broadcaster. So not a Charger, just somebody at Oregon. Somebody at Oregon. His teammate at Oregon. And he's a ru- running back. And he's a running back. Mm-hmm. As those are the two hints I'll give you. Mm. Wow, I do not know. He's—I'll give you a hint. He's—he's right. done football and NBA. Football and NBA. Mm-hmm. I—I'm I, gonna go is completely random. Calvin Hill, because <laughs> I—I <laughs> can't think of any other buddy. Anyone? Um, uh, did he play in the NFL? Let me ask. Can I get another hint? Yes, he did. Lord. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. James Brooks. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, number three. The Niners and the Chargers played in Super Bowl 29, where the Niners had an 18.5 spread, 18.5 spread, and won 49-26. There are nine Hall of Famers to have been participated in that game. Two on the Chargers and seven on the Niners. So, Jesus. See if you can name the two Chargers. Hmm. One was a player, one was not a player. And on the Niners, there are six players, but one is not, one was not a player. I mean, there are seven Niners, one was not a player, the other six were players. So, Tim, why don't we just go, like, I'll name one and you name one. All right. So, on the Chargers, I think their coach is a Hall of Famer, which is. Bobby Ross, is that was his name? The head coach? 
All right, so for a player, uh, I'm going to go with Junior Seau. Okay. Tim, who was the coach for the Chargers? It was uh, Bobby Ross, although I don't know if yeah. he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm going to go with Bobby Ross as the coach. All right, so for the Niners, okay. Steve Young. Mm-hmm. Tim. Deion Sanders. Jerry Rice. Bryant Young. Yep. Um, he was just, is it Ricky Jackson? How many are we up to? You're up to five. We're up to five, so I got to get the last one. No, there, you, there's two more. I don't think George Seifert's in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, um, so we're, talk, we're talking coaches and we're talking players, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I think if there's any... the the one person who's not a player is not mm-hmm. on the coaching staff of the Niners. Is not on the. Oh, I would go Eddie DeBartolo. Right? Ah, good one, John. Yeah. Mm. So, Tim, uh, you got the last one. This is the I'm hardest one. The, the last one. So, Hall of Famer on the Niners in that game. And this is DeBartolo. No, it's not, it's not, it's not her. It's, I'm pretty sure it's not Denise either. Last one. So let's see. Um, Do you need a hint? I'm, I'm, yeah. Go hit me. Defensive, defensive end. Not drafted by the Niners. Not enough. Well, John already said Ricky Jackson. So let's see. I mean, that was Dennis Brown. There was Bryant Young. There was Richard Dent. I'll go with Richard Dent. Okay. All right, what else you got, Brian? All right. Last question. Last question. Mm-hmm. Chargers used to use used to. Well, they started their their season in 1960 in Los Angeles. What are the stadiums that they've played at? Well, Jack Murphy is definitely one of them, and which I've seen them play at, and SoFi Stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they would have played in the they, LA, except maybe the Coliseum. They played at that like Home Depot Center. It's like a soccer stadium in LA. Oh, that's before, right. Before <laughs> SoFi, um, so there's that one. Yeah. They, they may have played at one that before Jack Murphy was built, but I, I couldn't begin to tell you what that one is. That's right, the soccer <laughs> oh, stadium. Was it something like Balboa Memorial Park or something like that? I'll go with I'll go with Balboa something. Maybe <laughs> but Balboa Exposition Park. I'm, I'm probably butchering it if I'm even close. Yeah, I really forgot about the soccer. It was in Carson, California. Carson, California, yeah. Because it was close to Long Beach where I went to school. I just remember when the Raiders would play them. I mean, it was literally like, I think the ratio was 80 to 20, if that. If we had 20% Chargers fans there. Uh, anyway, um, I digress. So let's keep moving. All right, that's it. All right. Can't wait to see the right. see the answers. So Friday, which is only, you know, about about forty eight hours from now, the Niners are gonna play the Chargers. At ten o'clock Eastern. Um, uh John yeah, wants to be a late one on Friday. So we'll, uh, for co- us. Coffee and scotch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds like an awful combination, but so we'll see the first team offense and first team defense in the dress rehearsal. What do we want to see? Tim? Well, first of all, no injuries. I think, yeah, I, I would play Purdy for you know maybe a series, just get him a little bit more, but obviously nothing more than that. Yeah, I, I think you know right now I was looking forward to a more of a Trey Lance Sam Darnold battle, but that it looks like that has been uh, pretty much decided. So, yeah, I, I think you know maybe seeing Purdy for a little bit uh, and then and yanking him out of there. You know, at this point, it's just going to be a battle for roster spot. Forty uh, Nine is going to have to get down to the 53 man roster uh, along with um, their practice squad. So, I think let's see what the uh, the kids can do. Uh, we're talking about Ronnie Bell. We're talking about uh, D Winners. You know, maybe we see uh, some folks like uh, Drake Jackson come back, and uh, he's apparently coming back from injury there. So. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be it. I think the third preseason game is always kind of a you know a, a battle of the third and second stringers. So we'll leave it at that. Yep. Brian, anything? 
you want to see? I just want to see Moody, Jake Moody, kick with confidence. So <laughs> that's all I want to Yeah, that's a good one. I just want to see him kick with confidence. That's all. Like, you know, if okay. he's doing kickoffs, just boot it out of the end zone. You know, just, just love to see that. Yeah, I kind of want to just see a, a complete game from all three phases, just Christmas mm-hmm. with with offense, defense, and special teams. So we're just not going into week one in Pittsburgh going, you know, I really hope we don't have to depend on, you know, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really it. I just want to see Christmas, see them look like they're ready to go come September 10th. And... No injuries. So I would also like to see Nick Bosa signing. So Prague, make it happen. All right. On that note, Brian. All right. Tell us tell us some answers. Number one, which high school and college did San Diego Chargers great Dan Fats go to? Tim was right as usual. MC Marin Catholic from 65-66. San Ignatius 67 and 68. And then he went to Oregon from 69 to 72. You got it, Tim. I don't know how you know that oh. stuff, but you always do. Because I've told you several times on this podcast, I don't get out much. I need more <laughs> friends. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, while at Oregon, which which athlete, which running back turned broadcaster was his teammate? I what did you guys say? On this one. The, I, I said James Brooks. I said, I said Calvin Hill because I was <laughs> like, oh, Calvin Hill. I'm anxious Calvin. to hear this one. All right. This guy was married to Felicia Rashad. Oh, you're Ahmad kidding. Ahmad Rashad. Really? Wow. Yeah. I would never would have gotten that. Yeah. All right. Number three, the uh, Chargers and the Niners. You got them all right. So the Niners, uh, what did you guys say again? Richard Dent, Steve Young, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, Jerry mm-hmm. Rice, Bryant Young. Eddie DeBartolo, uh, Ricky Jackson. So you got all the Niners right. Chargers, okay. uh, Junior Seau, got that right. Mm-hmm. Last one was Bobby Beathard, their GM. Oh. Uh, yeah. Tim, I mentioned him literally to Tim. You did. You earlier did. today. Yeah. You, was, we were talking about the, What was the context? We were talking about GMs. <laughs> we were talking about GMs and people looking at the drafting of, of Trey Lance and, oh, how could he have made that decision? And uh, John quoted Bobby Brother and said, you know, um, if I get 30%, and keep me honest here, John, if I get 30% right in the draft, I'm doing an amazing job. So it's just, it's just ironic uh, that that was one of the trivia questions. Yeah. Yep. Good job, Brian. Uh, last one. What stadium did San Diego play in? Or what stadiums did the Chargers play in? So the first one, for one year, they played at the LA Memorial Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Tim, you got this next one right. What stadium did they play at in San Diego? Balboa Stadium. So, oh, my I, God. I don't know how you got that one. <laughs> I'm getting a little worried about myself with these trivia questions, Brian. I'm, I am so surprised you got that one. You pulled that one. Okay. And then, so that was from 61 to 66. And then they played at Jack Murphy slash Qualcomm from 67 to 2016, where they shared uh, the stadium primarily with the Padres. Then they, when they moved up to LA again, they were playing at the, what is it? The Home Depot Center. Um, Yeah. I don't know what it's called now, but it's the soccer stadium. Yeah. Dignity Health Sports Park, I think is the name now. And then <laughs> that's really imposing. <laughs> that's something where I, when I rough baseball games, oh, I'm going to Dignity Hill Sports. We got to play at Dignity. Oh, <laughs> place is place is really empowering. You get a lot of Dignity. Nah, never mind. I'm not going there. This is a, this is a Niner podcast, not a comedy hour. Go Gosh. ahead, Brian. And then they moved to SoFi in 2020. So there All you right. go. Yeah, done. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Stuff we bought on Amazon this week. Oh. So, I'll start because mine's definitely a little weird. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. I bought... So, I was on vacation and I bought some golf balls because you sometimes tend to use, lose them on, on new courses, but I actually played really well, so I now have a plethora of golf balls. Uh, we bought some hamster food. Good. Because we have a hamster, uh, and the hamster needs to eat, apparently. Uh, and then now that we're going back to school, we bought uh, some Lily Pulitzer notebooks. 
I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, we just had the Mead notebook. Like that yeah. was it. Like you just had you got green, red, blue, whatever. Like now it's like I have to have a designer notebook, Lily Pulitzer. So we got that, and then I got a toilet flush assembly. <laughs> Because, because the toilet downstairs is when you flush it goes <laughs> like I think there's something wrong with it. Like it sounds so, like you don't it sounds like you need a muffler. Tomorrow I get to do do that during the day. Right. My lunch hour, what are you doing? Oh huh? I just, you know, fix a toilet. We should we should so. you should be doing that during our next podcast. I uh, know that <laughs> <laughs> it could be the really shorter really <laughs> How many f bombs can you have in a in a, in a podcast? I, I don't so. know, but the ball cock just seems to be coming off. Comes, oh no, you meant the ball game or the never mind. Uh. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so yeah, so it's been an interesting uh, Amazon week here at uh, at my house. So Brian, uh, nothing from Amazon. Only because we were second week in a row. Well, we were gone. We were gone for a week. We were gone for like five days, so nothing was was but, purchased. We were in Hawaii, so I was watching the uh, the game for most of it on uh, Hawaii time, which is three hours behind California time, which is six hours behind you guys. So, yeah, nothing purchased this week, unfortunately. So you were behind, way behind. Tim. Well, I bought Jet Dry Rinse Aid because we got to have those dishes looking shiny. <laughs> I also bought deodorant and Listerine. So you got it on both of them? I just got I'm um, shiny, fresh, and Smell good. apparently got some swag to me because that's the flavor. <laughs> he says so flavor. Really, yeah. So you don't, you don't just well, go to I Target got... to buy that stuff or something, but you just order No, it. that would mean getting in the car and driving five minutes and <laughs> Or and looking for what I need and then driving home. What, yeah, that's the thing about. I, mean, I was really about to say that, Brian. Like, that's the thing about Amazon. Like, I can understand buying Lily Pulitzer notebooks and toilet assemblies, but like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel like getting up to get the order <laughs> <or> jet dry. <laughs> Hit that button. Oh, yeah. Anyway, on that note, just want to say a shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks for listening to us. If you get a chance, leave us a review, give a comment, send us an email at john at ninerstalk.com. But we're getting close to the beginning of the season. A lot of football coming. College football starts this weekend, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. So let's go, Niners. Thank you, Niners Nation, faithful. Niners Talk. And we'll talk to you next week. Go, Niners. 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 Thanks for listening to Niners Talk. Stay faithful.